Hello, and welcome to Prophecy Girls, a Buffy rewatch podcast. I'm Kara Babcock, pronouns she, her. And I'm Stephanie Chow, pronouns she, her. Join us each week as we break down every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer from the beginning. This is a spoiler-free podcast, and we're currently on season three. Whether you're watching for the first time, or longtime fans like us, we'll be analyzing every episode, character, and storyline like it's our first time, too. During this rewatch, we'll reminisce about our memories of Buffy, discuss the show's cultural impact, and provide honest commentary from a 21st century lens. Thanks for listening! Now, on to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to a bonus episode. This one is called Faith on Trial. And we have been anticipating this conversation, this trial, for a long time now, ever since our first trial of Angel back in season two. So just like in Angel on Trial, Kara and I will be all the things that the court (laughs) needs. (laughs) to trial somebody. We are the judge. We are the defense lawyers. We are prosecution. We are the bailiff, the the security guards, <laughs> the, the jury. We're everybody. And we wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we know Faith does plenty of controversial things in season three. That's why we're putting her on trial. For those of you who have watched season four, um, we know that she comes back in season four. She comes back in Angel and again in Buffy. Like, we, we could have delayed this episode, but we felt this was the right time to put her on trial. And, you know, we could always do a retrial at some point, right? We could have an appeal depending on how this verdict goes. So just, we just can do whatever we mind. want. It's our podcast. <laughs> um, we're we're going to try to keep things fairly light on spoilers. But just like with Angel on trial, uh, we may drop a couple of spoilers here and there for what happens with Faith in the future. So if you really want to be spoiler-free, you might want to avoid this episode until you've watched the rest of Faith's arc. But for, like honestly, for the most part, it's not going to be anything huge. So I think you can enjoy it with us. And just like Angel on Trial, we're going to keep the uh, we're going to keep the conversation to season three and yes. what she what we just watched her go yeah. through. In that season, yeah, arc. we we can't enter into evidence anything she hasn't done yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just, but it might come up at some point. So just wanted to throw that warning out there for anybody who's like, no spoilers ever. In which case, why are you on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> so let's remind everybody what Faith went through this season, and what's led to her prosecution. <laughs> so. We met Faith in Faith, Hope, and Trick Season 3. She is the new slayer in town. She's hungry and horny. She has a whole other approach to slaying that Buffy doesn't have, making Buffy the good girl and Faith the bad girl. And as the season unfolds, she doesn't have a lot to do. She helps out a bit. She gets a new watcher who ends up being evil. And then... As Faith starts to tempt Buffy with the bad girl way of life, with breaking and entering and fighting for fun and slaying without any plans, all that stuff, (laughs) they accidentally get into a tussle with a couple of vampires where Faith accidentally... Objection. I don't think we could say it's accidental. That's something for our jury to decide. Objection! (laughs) Erroneous! Um, Okay, Faith stakes 
The deputy mayor, Alan Finch, in the heart, he dies in an alleyway. She dumps his body in the Sunnydale River, does a terrible job at it. He's found the next day, uh, and which starts off this arc where she then ignores all of the, quote, help, uh, end quote, that the Scoobies offer her and sides with the mayor. First, she she sides with the mayor and first she's she's being a double crosser and working both sides. But then in her attempt to turn Angel evil, it goes awry and she's found out and she's just 100% on the, on the mayor's side. She murders at least two humans after Alan Finch that we know of. Mm-hmm. One is a courier that we assume is human. And then the other human is a professor, Lester, <laughs> who she murders outright in Graduation Day Part 1. And in the meantime, she also murders a nice, friendly demon. And she's doing other dirty work for the mayor throughout the rest of that season. And then in the second last episode, she shoots Sweet Angel with a poison arrow that's going to kill him eventually, slowly over time, painfully. So Buffy comes to kill Faith because... Slayer blood is the only thing that'll cure Sweet Angel. So in this fight, Faith gets stabbed. She falls back onto a truck and survives, but she's in a coma at the end of the season. So that is that is Faith's story arc in a jumbled okay. nutshell. <laughs> I have the official charges before me here. Would you like to hear the list? It's quite a list. Let's hear it. Let's hear the charges against So some Faith. of these charges, part of, part of our discussion today will be deciding whether some of these charges are in fact crimes. Um, like you mentioned, the murder of a demon. Does that count as murder? So we're going to talk about that. So we have the charge of murder on three or four counts, depending on if you count the demon. Uh, Alan Finch, the courier, Lester, the demon. Uh, we have attempted murder of Angel, again, if you count that as a crime. Uh, We have obstruction of justice, because she dumped Alan Finch's body and, you know, concealed that crime. We have theft, trespassing, uh, torture of Buffy, or attempted torture, intent to torture, I don't know what you call that. (laughs) Attempt Um, to torture. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't get very far, but she would have. Uh, And then finally, because she was helping the mayor to ascend and his goal was to eat all those students at graduation uh we're also charging her with conspiracy to commit mass murder i have one more to add i have one more to add kidnapping she kidnaps willow got you okay yeah so that is that is quite the list of charges to go through here this is a criminal (laughs) we're dealing with a criminal in our hands (laughs) well so yeah i think you know without prejudicing our jury here I, i think it's important to say that faith is guilty on some level um and i think a lot of our discussion is going to be about whether or not certain extenuating circumstances in her life and in her experience here in sunnydale makes her less culpable for some of her crimes kind of like how when we uh, put angel on trial we had a very lengthy discussion about whether or not angel's soul uh and lack of soul influences Mm -hmm. his culpability right Mm-hmm. So we are going to call some witnesses in the form of hot stakes from our listeners. And uh, a lot of people have contributed takes on either side of the issue. Some people are really on the fence. Let's tease this out. Where should we start? I think we need to start with the biggest charges, which is murder. Okay. I think we should start there because that is actually shocking behavior. 
and Buffy, who is our moral slayer, has this uh, moral code that says we do not kill humans, right? right? And Faith crossed the line, and I think a lot of the reasons why people are on the fence is because her very first murder of Alan Finch appears to be on accident. Yes, and so let's let's talk about that, because I am very sympathetic to the idea from the defense that this was not a deliberate murder, in which case here, at least in Canada, I'm not familiar with what the legal codes are in California, but in Canada... Uh, we could reduce the the charge, therefore, to manslaughter. So it was an accidental slaying of Alan Finch. Um, certainly, she I don't think she set out, you know, she's not like, I intended to kill the deputy mayor tonight. Yeah. And I, I don't even think she intended to kill any human that night. It it happened. It was, it was a spur-of-the-moment thing, wrong place, wrong time. He shouldn't have jumped out at them like that. Like, you don't do that to somebody that you think might be armed and dangerous. But here's my thing about the argument that this is accidental and therefore she's less um, culpable for it. Like, sure, we can call it accidental. We can call it manslaughter. At the end of the day, she did kill him. She did hide the body rather than Mm -hmm. coming clean about it. And that's very suspicious behavior. And yes, it's unfortunate that he jumped out at them. Could she have avoided it? I I don't know, but it is a sign of like reckless behavior from Faith. And I think what it does is it establishes the beginning of a pattern. So the prosecution, I think, today is going to try to establish that Alan Finch's death, regardless of Faith's culpability for that one person, is the start of this pattern. Because even if we dismiss the charge of murder in the case of Alan Finch, it is far harder to discount her very cold-blooded killing of the courier of the box, as mm-hmm. well as the slaying of poor Lester. All he wants to do is be a professor. He just wants to do research. Faith shows up and is like, hey, the mayor knows what you're doing. Um, and Lester's like, oh, really? You know, he's all happy <laughs> and he's proud. And we yeah. don't know, like, you know, well, imagine, like maybe... Imagine dedicating your life to volcanoes and getting murdered for it. <laughs> right? It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So... You know, I I think when we talk about Faith's murder, there might be a tendency for us to emphasize that moment where she turns and she kills Alan. I don't think that's the worst moment. I think that's just the beginning of something much darker. You're right. Like, I I think for me, the shady part is that she tried to hide the body. I don't think that she, obviously she shouldn't have done that. But also coming clean to the cops also wasn't really a good option. So on my end with when it comes to alan the way that the scoobies treated it later was so weird and so awkward and unjust in that case i want to give her clearance for this i think in my opinion it was an accident she didn't mean to kill him and i think if she had had better support perhaps it would have turned out differently for her in that way well let's uh call our first witness in that case uh this is roshin who says one thing which is never mentioned at all is that Buffy also accidentally killed a human being the year before when she killed Ted. Ted turned out to be a robot, but of course Buffy didn't know that, and she fought him with a ferocity that could have killed him if he was a person. And even if it started as self-defense, she went further than incapacitating him and seemed to relish the excuse to use her slayer powers on him. 
It was sheer luck that he turned out to be a robot, and therefore Buffy was off the hook. Similarly, Buffy goes along with Faith in making the police officers crash their car during Bad Girls, which could have caused them to become seriously injured. Both of these are examples of Buffy deliberately using her Slayer powers against people she believed to be human beings, and it's only through good luck that she has never accidentally killed a human. Faith, on the other hand, is not lucky, and is made to feel to some extent responsible for an honest mistake. Whilst in the case of, the case of Ted, Buffy cooperated with authorities, it seems weird to never bring this up as an example to Faith that Buffy makes mistakes too, that she's not perfect, and also could have allowed Buffy and the other Scoobies to empathize with her. So a little bit of a defense, as you were saying, Steph, of the fact mm -hmm. that, yes, the Scoobies are justified in being disturbed by Faith's turn towards darkness, but to what extent are they also responsible for pushing her away with their outsized treatment of her guilt here? So I, I think we should downgrade the charge of murder to manslaughter. We should say Faith is guilty of accidentally killing Alan Finch, um, and the obstruction of justice in the investigation of his death, you know, so she's, she is guilty of that. I, I, that's what I'm going to say. It wasn't deliberate. Therefore, I don't think we should pile that on and say, you know, she went out there intending to kill. Yes, I agree. Okay, so in that case, then, Faith, you only get 30 years in jail for <laughs> Finch's Death. Well, we'll 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 see how this goes. Um, yeah. We haven't reached the sentencing yet, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think the next thing we need to talk about is does murdering demons or trying to murder a demon, a monster, um, does that count as a crime? Because I think this opens a whole can of worms. It could set an interesting precedent for future um, actions, not just of Faith, but of Buffy and the the other Scoobies, and also you know. us on and how we review <laughs> the rest yeah, of the show. Like, like Buffy yeah. and Faith are slayers. Their job is—it's literally their job title—is to slay evil. And so I think what the, what we're really asking here, you know, if we think about this demon who has the books of ascension and is trying to sell them for a buck, are demons inherently evil because they lack souls and therefore? Any soulless being uh, is fair play, right? Like Buffy can just go out and just like kill any, even if the demon's helping them. And, you know, even if the demon's clean and doesn't hurt people, she could just kill it because it's an unclean thing. Or do we want to set a precedent that it's only okay to slay a demon if it has harmed humans in some way? Yeah, I think there is a level of power in this, right? Like, um... The demon that she killed in Enemies was not harming them, didn't seem to be harming anybody, just seemed to be like a shifty fellow. But we don't know that. We don't know what his actual demon intentions are. That's right. We don't know his background. Are. Maybe he just came off a killing spree in another, another city <laughs> and he found the Books of Ascension that way and now he's trying to make a buck off them. Like, oof. Yeah, and it showed that once when Faith stabs that demon, he does have a fight to him. Right, He does have a demon side that would put up some sort of fight. So there's a power dynamic there where a lot of the times I feel like when Buffy says like we don't kill people, whatever, she's talking about humans because humans don't share the power. Humans right. don't are more innocent in that way and they cannot defend themselves the way Buffy or a demon would be able to. So I think in that case, a part of me feels like it is kind of up for grabs when it comes to fighting demons. Just like we talked about in Graduation Day Part 1, 
when Buffy goes after Faith and we were like, yeah, but Faith kind of started it. Like, we don't want Buffy <laughs> to kill Faith. But Faith also put herself in this situation. So is it Buffy's fault if she kills Faith in a fight to the death? Probably not because they're equally matched. And that's kind of how it that's kind of okay. what it comes down to at the end. But so if we follow this line of reasoning to its logical conclusion, Steph, does that mean Faith is off the hook for trying to kill Angel? Because he's also a demon. He also has power yeah. to fight back. I think that's what we have to discuss because a part of me feels like, yeah, I feel like demons are don't count as murder the way that a human would count as murder. Okay. Just strictly for the fact that slayers and demons are on a different plane. They exist yep. in a different area of power and innocence. So I, that, that's how I feel about it. That's, that's such an interesting argument. Um, if I just unpack it for a moment, right? Because yeah. I, I could hear, I could hear some of our listeners at this moment possibly objecting to this I idea of how we're defining murder as a power relation but i will say like that is how it works in our society you know the state has a monopoly on violence if a police officer kills somebody in the line of duty traditionally that has seldom been considered to be murder and obviously that it, it has led into this current controversial state of affairs where you have a lot of killings of unarmed people especially unarmed black people mm -hmm. um and we're we're facing as a society this reckoning with the amount of power we've accorded to people like police officers where they are allowed to take lives uh, with very, with a lot of impunity, um, very little oversight, realistically. So, yeah, I feel like that's what we're comparing the Slayers to, right? The Slayers are supernatural police. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way. Like, there's very little oversight. You've got the Watchers Council, but, you know, they do fuck all for Faith. <laughs> like, they try to <laughs> arrest her or whatever, and they screw it up. Thanks, Wesley. Yeah. Uh, and then they never try again, right? Like, they just yeah. let her be rehabilitated until she turns evil. And even once she's clearly evil, nobody else from the Watchers Council shows up. They're just like, fine, we'll, uh, we'll let Buffy handle this. And she, you know, wants to be so independent. I think we're also, we're, we're really bridging on the conversation you and I had in Consequences where Faith says, right, we're better. Like we, like th these things happen. I didn't mean to kill him, but these things happen. Oh, it's so hard. It's just, it's really hard because on one hand, I see how killing a demon would be very different from killing a human. But on the other hand, the demon that we saw Faith kill was not attacking her. He was yeah. innocent in a lot of ways. He wasn't doing anything to her. He just yeah. was trying to sell her books. Uh, this is it's a hard. really tough call. Um, it is. It's really tough. I am. I'm going to agree with your argument here that I think we should come down on the side because because I don't want hmm, I don't want to establish a precedent that causes us to like be like oh well Buffy just killed another demon that's murder like you know I I think I agree with you even though it does mean kind of excusing Faith's violence towards Angel yes because of the power dynamic set up in this show mm -hmm. um faith i think we can let her off the hook for killing this demon even if her motives were maybe not aligned with slayer values uh at the end of the day we don't have enough information about this demon we don't know what he was up to you know so yeah i think we will dismiss those charges against faith of demon murder and attempted murder of angel Yes, because of all the demons that Buffy herself has killed over time, that remember, remember, 
<laughs> Legos in <laughs> Revelations. Right? We don't know if Legos was actually Legos. We don't know if that's, he that's was a dangerous. Good point. Yeah. He was a demon looking for a glove. We don't know. <laughs> He was just a fashionable demon, you know, like Yeah. Yeah. So I mean he did come um, at her with a sword, so <laughs> Yeah, so I just I feel like we have to separate the human and demon aspect of this because they are on okay. different playing grounds, for sure. So, okay, for that being said, but she Faith is one hundred percent guilty for killing Lester. Yes. The professor. Yes, absolutely. Heinous crime. Done without any empathy with no regret that one no... was definitely first degree murder premeditated she she showed up there to kill him yes yes and she did it because she wanted to make her boss happy so and same with the courier right uh the yes. mayor didn't tell faith to kill the courier he he told faith to pay her off he gave her money um she was the one who decided to kill the courier to get him out of the way she relished it um you know so again that's first degree murder she planned that she brought a bow to do it. Yeah, um, <laughs> to do it fancy. So I think one thing we should talk about is, you know, in terms of extenuating circumstances, and we do have a witness or two to call about this, Faith is groomed by the mayor. You know, he really kind of encourages her to lean into the dark side. So to what extent is Faith's relationship with the mayor and the mayor's influence on her perhaps an, uh, an extenuating circumstance for her culpability in what she does? Is the question, do we think that Faith was manipulated to the point where it's not really her fault for some of the crime that she did? Yeah, I think that's exactly what we're asking. So, you know, mm -hmm. we, ha we have one witness here, Hannah, one of our chosen ones, says, The dynamic between Faith and the mayor is a very twisted mirror of Buffy and Giles. The mayor acts like he views Faith as a daughter, and maybe he does, but he definitely takes advantage of Faith's desire to please him as a child may wish to please an abusive guardian. Whereas Giles wants to protect Buffy, for example, he was willing to face the master and almost definitely die for her in season one. On the flip side, the mayor is clearly upset when Faith nearly dies and is comatose, but I think he's angry over losing his weapon, not because he actually cares about Faith as a person. So I, I really appreciate uh, Hannah bringing this into the courtroom because this is kind of something I alluded to towards the end of the season. I think a lot of, of people were writing into us about the faith mayor father daughter dynamic and saying like, oh, you know, like, look at all this evidence that the mayor truly cares for faith, even though he's evil. And I agree that that is a valid reading. But I personally have a different interpretation, which is I don't think the mayor cares for faith. I think he puts on a show of caring for her. I think he might even believe he cares for her in a twisted way because he has this one last shred of his humanity that he's clinging on to in the form of, well, I miss all the connections that I've lost over my century of life. So, you know, now I see somebody who reminds me of my daughter or something, but I don't think there's enough humanity left in him to care for her. So I agree with Hannah. I think the mayor has always only seen faith as something to exploit He's very good at doing that, even if he doesn't completely realize consciously that's what he's doing. And when she goes into the coma and we see his like total anger, the way he attacks Angel, the way he calls Buffy a whore, you know, he's like, I'm unleashed now. And the way Buffy uses that against him uh, after he ascends, I don't see that as the mayor caring for Faith. I see that as the mayor is very upset that Buffy 
and her allies have come so close to derailing his ascension. And when she pulls out that knife and, and waves it in front of Snake Mare's face and says, you know, like, this is what I stabbed Faith with. You want it? Come and get it. He's not angry about losing Faith as a person. He is angry that this weapon that he groomed and prepared for himself was taken away from him uh, because of this upstart blonde teenager. It, again, it comes down to power and control, right? Yes. Buffy took away his control of the situation. And of course, that moves him to make mistakes because of he, he gets caught up in the emotion of it all. And I think it's so interesting that the, the Scoobies see it as love, right? They Because they're good people. So they're like, oh, he mm. like cares for her and that's how we get him. But really, it, I agree with you. And I, I thought, I always thought when you brought this up in season three, that this was a great hot take because it's like, it, I think a lot of people would lead into to the mayor having emotions and caring about Faith. But I agree. I think the evidence shows that he was grooming her and that he was using her as a means to the end, which is his ascension. So I think Faith was the perfect victim for him to manipulate. I think all the things we learned about her since she arrived in Sunnydale in the third episode of season three point to why the mayor's treatment of her would appeal to her, especially by the time she murders Alan Finch by accident and the Scoobies treat her the way they do, like as an she, outcast, she feels, as somebody yeah, who needs to be fixed. She feels like she's being abandoned by them. And yes. so, you know, and I, 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 I'm always hesitant to, I'm always hesitant to use phrases like pushed her away because I don't want to lay the blame at the Scoobies for Faith turning evil. It is ultimately her choice to go seek out the mayor. She could have just left Sunnydale. There's so many other things she could have done. So I'm not saying that the Scoobies pushed her into the mayor's arms. I think that's a little bit too extreme. But I agree that the Scoobies have treated her unfairly um, because they never truly integrated her and accepted her even before all of this happened right yes um and that's part of why bad girls happen that's part of why she accidentally kills alan is because she and buffy are finally starting to bond and this is what she's wanted since the beginning of her appearance on the show i think one aspect of the scoobies trying to reach out to her and as misguided as some of them were one of the most misguided ways of reaching out to her was what Angel did, which I think, remember when we talked about that, like Angel was doing his best to relate to her because he too has murdered people. But I, Angel, it's not the same thing. And we were saying that like, Angel, you were evil. You had no soul and you murdered a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So this is not the same situation. And Leia, uh, our next witness, Leia, came in to say that she thinks that it's unfair when people compare what Faith did to what Angel and Spike did without souls. Because Faith is a young human girl with a soul. She's not a hundred-year-old soulless vampire who has massacred thousands of people for a hundred years. I think Faith fucked up real bad, but it's not comparable. Also, in the Buffyverse, it's established that having a soul matters because that means that people can be saved. Uh, so I just think it makes no sense to compare her to them. People will say she's wor the worst for doing it with a soul, uh, as in the murder of Lester. But again, I think the point of having a soul is that it can be saved and Faith pays for what she does later. So, yeah, like that's, that's exactly what we're trying to say here is... Um, like you're saying, we don't want to say that the Scoobies pushed her into falling into the mayor's arms, but they did make the comparison in more ways than one that what she did, uh, that murder is like so black and white to them. 
Like you, you murdered someone. There was no nuance to it. There's no gray area. You murdered someone. Now you got to pay. Yeah. It, and that's definitely something that contributed to her feeling isolated and abandoned. So going to the mayor, who, as manipulative as it was, offered her shelter, offered her all this stuff that Hannah mentioned earlier, it just makes sense. It makes sense. And we can definitely sympathize with Faith's decision, not later on when she becomes a full-fledged murderer, but her decision <laughs> to feel taken care of by an adult. Because Giles wasn't going to do it. Joyce didn't take her in. And again, it's not their fault, but we get it. We get why Faith ended up doing what she did. Yeah, I think Leia's point is just really very poignant, which is the difference here between Faith and the monsters on his show is she has a soul. Therefore, she can be redeemed. We see this in what some other characters say later on when they encounter Faith, you know, and try to convince her to turn herself in to the authorities and own up to her crimes, you know, it is possible for people to believe in faith. It is possible for people to support her in growing and redeeming herself and making amends for what she's done. So the fact that so few of the Scoobies seem to be willing to extend her that grace is very, it's heartbreaking, honestly, um, especially Willow's vitriol towards faith you know she really like we see that in choices and just kind of yeah throughout the end of the season she's like yeah faith is bad bad faith i hate faith <laughs> it's like you know she's like faith you made your choice and it's like did you though you know willow's full of this there's no empathy there there's no yeah, empathy it's, it's for a self-righteousness that's not deserved yes you know and, and so we have another witness uh one of our another one of our chosen ones kyle who says their treatment of faith hits home for me as a gay, non-religious man who grew up in the southern U.S. You can have these experiences where people will be friendly with you and say they're on your side, but with many of them, you can tell that they would rather parts of you were different entirely. You can tell they refuse to accept you as okay, and many times they'll flat out tell you that these parts of you are wrong. I feel that because faith is so different from the Scoobies, they feel this way about her. They also start out viewing her as someone cool and edgy, but the more they learn about her differences, the more they begin to shun her, an experience many a gay best friend has had. My final observation is that Faith reminds me a lot of displaced queer youth. This became most apparent to me when she spoke to Angel and mentioned people had told her she'd end up dead or alone or a loser, a sentiment expressed consistently to emphasize the dangers of a gay or trans lifestyle. Particularly since the AIDS epidemic, many people have believed that being gay or trans is dangerous at its core, when really, queer people are most likely to become dead or alone or a loser when they don't have people like their family or friends to support them. Like Faith, it's no wonder she clings to the mayor after the tiniest morsels of affection. And acceptance, right? Yeah, even though it's it, it, it's a twisted acceptance, but for sure she she was feeling it, it like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because even before she came to Sunnydale, we get this sense that like she's incredibly traumatized. You know, her mother was negligent and possibly like abusive, and then she saw her first watcher uh, get killed at the hands of Kakistos. That's why she ended up tracking him or fleeing from him to Sunnydale. Faith has already been through some shit, and then she shows up in Sunnydale. 
And all these people that she thinks are going to embrace her, you know, we made this point earlier, like she's living out of a motel. At no point does Buffy ever even offer, do you want to come and stay at my mom's house? This huge mm-hmm. house that they have. And I mean, Faith mm-hmm. might have said no, because probably Faith wouldn't want to live in that environment. But Buffy doesn't even make the offer. And it's like, where is the concern for Faith? Where do they care about her and her feelings as a person? It's always Faith can do this. You know, Faith can be the replacement slayer. So Buffy can go off to college. They don't really see, they don't see Faith as a person like the mayor. They see Faith they as see a tool. They see her as a tool. Yeah. yeah. A tool. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And it, it's so interesting to hear, like when, when we put it out like that, it, it's like, like from the very beginning, they just, they othered her. They, they saw her as different because she was so confident in her sling. You know, I was tackling alligators naked and like all these stories. And they were using her as like a source of entertainment and uh, like Kyle was saying, like, she's edgy, she's different, right? Um, once that novelty was passed, they were like, okay, tool then. Like, she's going to hear here yeah. to help us when we need her. And she's going to replace Buffy when Buffy goes to college. And, like, of course Faith felt those things. Of course like, those well, things would impact how she's feeling as part of the member of the Scoobies. Like, we had this discussion uh, with Helpless where it was like, we were a little confused about the timeline and Faith's age relative to Buffy and had Faith gone through the cruciamentum, in which case, why didn't she warn Buffy? Or was she yet to go through that? I don't think Giles would have defended Faith the way he ended up defending Buffy. I mean, he he almost went through putting Buffy through the cruciamentum and he is incredibly connected to Buffy. I don't think he would have had half the concern for Faith. I think he, he would have put faith through the cruciamentum without a second thought which mm. i mean doesn't reflect great on giles but he's not on trial right now that's a different episode <laughs> that's um, a different season uh yeah but I, I mean at the end of the day when we talk about faith's soul her soul was already kind of broken by the time we met her yeah and this is something that i think is a really important thing for us to think about um even in the fact that we're like well demons don't have souls therefore they're on a different plane well faith has a soul just like buffy has a soul and she can be redeemed and you know minor mm-hmm. spoiler here she does <laughs> like she comes around by the end of the series um to work on herself and start fighting for good again but um all this is to say that the choices that she made in season three that led her down the path of evil, they started in this season two. Like she came in here trying to be a hero, but she wasn't accepted Mm -hmm. as the hero. She was accepted as a sidekick at best, but somebody who they could easily throw away and overlook. And that's definitely something that contributed to the manipulation of the mayor and choosing an evil person over the righteous Scoobies. Right. Okay. However, you know, I don't think we can completely let Faith off the hook for the involvement of the mayor, her treatment at the hands of the Scoobies, you know, because I think that if we exonerate Faith on that basis, we're also erasing her agency. You know, it's just like, oh, Faith was just a silly girl. She got misled by evil, you know. Victim, victim, poor thing, poor thing. Yeah. And that's not true either. You know, Faith did make these choices. And I really want to discuss that in the context of some of her so-called minor crimes, you know, trespassing, she stole things. Breaking and entering. <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah. really, like, she 
was prepared to torture Buffy and kill her and work with Angelus. Like, she went along with this plan to strip Angel of his soul. It's not her fault at all that it didn't work. She thought it worked. She was working with a soulless being. And she and fake Angelus were all prepped to torture Buffy. To me, you know, I'm not here to dismiss her murder of other characters, but I mean, Buffy is our girl. She's Mm -hmm. precious to us. The fact that Faith reached a point this season where she had zero qualms about laying in to Buffy uh, with these torture devices, that is very disturbing to me. And I do not think that we can write that all off as the mayor's evil influence. Faith has really crossed a line there. Yeah, and when we think about it, Buffy is the person who tried in the healthiest ways to reach Faith and relate to her and try to be there for her. And I think that is something that Faith, I think that is one of the reasons why Faith targets Buffy more than anybody else. All her issues, all of her insecurity, all of her jealousy is pitted at Buffy and it's not fair. So you're right, it's actually monstrous that she went along with this plot to torture Buffy because it would make her feel more loved by Angelus and therefore the mayor. So I agree with you. We, As much as we're saying we understand why Faith made some of these decisions, mm-hmm. like I get it, that does not excuse her behavior because at the end of the day, she made choices. And Willow, as misled as Willow is when it comes to Faith, she said, like, you have friends, like you had people that you could have come mm-hmm. to even though they didn't make, you know, a situation that made you feel very comfortable to come to them. She made these choices and like, I don't know if it's because of her past or whatever, but she chose to not deal with the fact that she murdered Alan yeah. Finch. She lied. She straight up lied to Giles and put the blame on Buffy. <laughs> right? Like she, she, she's running away from her responsibility and when we talk about the petty crimes, right, the breaking and entering, the, all that stuff, Buffy did those things too, and she's been doing those things since yes. the beginning of the series. So in my opinion, I think we can let those things go because that's the Slayer life well, <laughs> in I a mean, lot of even ways. If we, even if we convict her of those crimes, I mean, she's going to serve these sentences concurrently. So, you know, her Two years for, for breaking and entering. <laughs> yeah, her sentences <laughs> yeah. for murder will outweigh anything she, she has out her her rap sheet for for breaking and entering but yeah, yeah to me yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the the willingness to remove angel's soul and then torture buffy ultimately kill buffy that to me is inexcusable it's I, I heinous can, I it's cannot heinous, yeah. justify that yeah and that's why um, like the pettier crimes i think she would own up to them i think she'd immediately be like yeah i did that like my bad mm-hmm. two years in jail but it's it's the understanding of how heinous the activity is of torturing somebody and then leading to their murder. And they go, she was part of the conspiracy to do that too. Like they premeditated that. That's yeah. going back to what Leia was saying about, well, faith has a soul on the flip side of that. Faith has a soul. She knows right from wrong, right? Like, yes, she fucked up and she has the possibility for redemption, but like Angelus, if he, if, if Angel had actually lost his soul when he was going to torture Buffy there, I think he's less culpable than Faith for that because as we discussed in Angel on Trial, like he doesn't have a soul. This is what he does. Faith has a soul and she mm-hmm. is making a choice to tarnish that sh- that soul with this torture. And yeah, that really bothers me. I brought this up too in Choices, I think, where um, 
in those early decisions of turning Angel evil, torturing Buffy, ultimately trying to kill Buffy, that was part of Faith claiming her agency because she was really proud of those Mm -hmm. choices because it actually made her feel empowered to be making radical decisions on behalf of the mayor, but also on behalf of herself. She's like, well, if I'm going to play the bad girl role, here I am, like, ha, ha, ha. And it wasn't until a couple episodes later where you and I were like, wait, now she's just a straight-up minion. Before, yeah. she was kind of embracing the, ba- like, the bad slayer, rogue slayer title, and that led her to make these bad choices happily. And then after a while, it, it sort of just becomes part of the job and something that she wants to keep in favor with the mayor keep doing these crimes to stay in favor with the mayor. So I I think that brings us to our final witness for this trial, Alice, who says, I would like to say that they should have had a musical episode in season three. (laughs) I love musicals, especially teenage angst musicals, because they were my bread and butter at that age. If Faith could have had her own song, I imagine it would be something along the lines of crossing the line from Tangled. The series, uh, because it has the perfect aspects of a more privileged character, trying to talk down the character that turns to the dark side out of constant jealousy and being condescended to. Plus, in Heathers, the song I Say No is the perfect anthem for Willow confronting Faith by saying, blame the life you never had but hurting people, that's your choice, my friend. I love musicals. I don't know the Heather's <laughs> musical, though. <laughs> but well, maybe, um, maybe we should watch it as a bonus episode. I don't know. Damn. Um, yeah. Hey, a musical episode would have been great to really let these characters get out their feelings about Faith being a murderer now. <laughs> well, just in general, right? Like we could have had musical confrontations about Cordelia and Xander and Willow and Oz and yeah. Angel! So. <laughs> Angel's inner monologue. Yeah, exactly. That, that yeah, could be yeah, the resolution yeah. between Giles and Angel that we we discussed in Oof, our season three wrap it. up never happening. Love um, it, love it, love it. Yeah, so yeah, I, I'm not sure if Alice is really kind of defending Faith so much as saying like it would have been nice to get a little bit more of a glimpse into her mind, which is what the musicals can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think she brought up Willow and the confrontation of Willow and Faith in Choices. And again, I think Faith is very much guilty of kidnapping Willow in that episode, for sure. Mm. So she needs to be brought to justice for the kidnapping. <laughs> Uh, but you and I have talked a couple of times now about Willow and her jealousy and her anger toward Faith and how it's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not fair. And it just adds at that moment again where Faith is saying like, oh, you, you know, you can't change me. Haha. And Will's like, well, we're not trying to anymore. They also gave up on Faith very quickly. Mm-hmm. So. So let's render some verdicts here. So I think we've agreed. Faith is guilty of manslaughter for Alan Finch and then first degree murder for the courier and Lester. Mm-hmm. She is guilty of obstruction of justice. She yep. is not guilty or sorry, we dismissed the charges of demon murder and attempted murder of Angel because we decided yes. that those do not count as crimes, at least in our <laughs> human justice system. Yes. But she is guilty of several petty crimes and she is also guilty of attempting to torture Buffy or intending to torture Buffy, and of kidnapping Willow. Um, and then, I mean, we, we didn't really discuss this one, but I also think it's kind of obvious, like, she is guilty of being part of the mayor's conspiracy to kill a whole whack of people in Sunnydale at the graduation ceremony. She yeah. knows his plan. 
She does nothing to stop it. So she is, you know, responsible in some she, way. She actually that. asks if she can be there. She's like, you still need me, right? right? Like, I still can be there killing people, right? <laughs> yeah. So, at, I mean, at that point, she's just, she's so far gone. And I'm, I'm not saying she's past the point of redemption, because I agree with Leia's assertion that, you know, she can be redeemed. But she has completely embraced the dark side at that point. So I would say she's also guilty of conspiracy to commit mass murder. Yes. So that is a lot of guilty verdicts. Um, then we talk about sentencing Faith, you know, and again, with minor spoilers here, there is a point where Faith ends up in the prison system. I myself, if I can inject a personal opinion here, am in favor of abolishing both police and the prisons and moving towards systems of justice that are more equitable and uh, restorative. Do we think prison is the right environment for Faith? I mean, honestly, when we see her in prison in season four, Angel, she seems to be thriving. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think rehabilitation, uh, therapy, <laughs> something that she definitely needs. But unfortunately, there's nowhere else for her to go. And I do like later when she, like, you know, on her redemption story arc, she chooses to go to prison on her own. She she can right, easily well, escape it. There's, there's, yeah, there's no way that yeah. human, like, mortal authorities could imprison a slayer, right? And that's why yes. the Watcher's Council initially are the ones who try to take, take in faith. But we see yeah. how that goes. But that's where I'm like, you know, wouldn't, like, wouldn't this be a better opportunity for the Scoobies or whoever ends up kind of pushing faith towards submitting to justice? Isn't there a better solution than just sending her off into this carceral system to lock her away where she can't fight evil, right? Like, we, we need to remember, she's a slayer. She has a calling. I think it's a, an incredibly short-sighted strategic move on the part mm -hmm. of the good guys to lock away. I, I don't want to call Faith a weapon because I don't see her as a tool. But she, if we, if we rehabilitate her, she's an ally in the fight, why are we locking away this ally? Because prison does not rehabilitate you. Any any work that Faith has done, you say she's thriving and stuff, and I, I agree. Any work that Faith does on herself is herself. Um, so, well, and throwing her in prison contributes to her feelings of abandonment, right? Like, it's not like yeah. anyone... I mean, Angel does his best, but it's not like anybody is really pulling for her to get better at that point because they're so well, pissed at her. And so, I, And I, again, this is... This is a little bit more of a major spoiler, but, you know, certain things happen in season six with Willow. She does some pretty bad shit. Willow gets to visit a farm in England and <laughs> play with flowers. And, you know, she doesn't go to prison. Um, and I'm not salty about that at all. And there's definitely mm, nothing else I that. have to say about that. <laughs> um, but there is an inconsistency to how this show meets out justice to characters who cross lines. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we will need to continue to discuss throughout the rest of this series. Yeah. And so when it comes to what we should do with Faith, because we know she's guilty, especially in the last couple episodes where she was murdering willy nilly and was part of the conspiracy to murder willy nilly, you know, like she was going to murder thousands of people alongside the mayor. She was. Yeah. So what is the punishment? And, and I do think that she needs significant rehabilitation and therapy mm. and, and help. And I do think that angel is the appropriate person to help her 
And I wish that instead of her being put away and locked up in jail, like you said, like she's an asset. She's just misguided. She should have been forced to be an intern for Angel Investigations. Absolutely. She (laughs) should have been his intern. It's like, like, I don't want to use the word prisoner at first, but definitely he should have. Well, it's like some kind of probation, right? Like you're going (laughs) to do this. And if you don't, we will hunt you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are going to take down Wolfram and Hart with me. And that is (laughs) your (laughs) sentence. Until that job is done, that's what you're up to. Um, But I do think that that would have been the smartest thing to do is to have her fight on behalf of good again until she likes it again. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's just exposure therapy, right? It's like she was just so exposed to evil. You know, we could expose her to good and she'll turn good again. And Or how about one person that doesn't abandon her? Because, again, her being, her putting herself away in prison and I don't think anyone goes and visits her. Maybe Angel does, I don't know. Um, That in itself is showing her growth that she's like all right i don't know how to make amends this is the start this is the human way to make amends is to go to yeah. prison get jacked and just wait wait until it's time to leave um and fine fine and she did that for a couple of years that's good but i agree with you in that she needs to be utilized in a way that's going to make her feel loved and yeah. productive and useful she needs connection, and connected. And that's not what prison gives you. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so she's guilty. Absolutely, she's guilty. She just needs a real, a real. She's a real boy. She needs real connection to humans, <laughs> and to just not be abandoned anymore. Because, like, we talked a long time in this episode about where she was coming from that led her to these decisions, and we sympathize with that. So, I think we need to take the sympathy and apply it to her rehabilitation because faith does have things to account for things to atone for but is prison the right way to do it i don't think it is well said all right well thank you to everybody for listening to our trial of faith and i you know if you disagree with us on anything whether our verdicts or our sentencing um or any of our arguments please feel free to write into us and we'll, we'll happily share your hot stakes as we make our way through season four of Buffy. Yeah. Um, and thank you to our Buy Me A Coffee supporters, um, especially our chosen ones, Lizzie, Emma, Hannah, Tara, Molly, Teza, Alexandra, Kyle, Kayla, and Destiny. And shout out to all our witnesses. We got a lot of witnesses. Right? Uh, we chose We chose a handful of them for this recording, but... You guys are always so good with your with your hot stakes and your brilliant minds. And uh, as we continue doing these trials, because there will be more uh, in the future, we appreciate your input because it really helps drive this discussion for us. Yeah. Um, on that note, shout out to Laura LMC in the Discord, who sent us like a veritable essay about Faith <laughs> on Trial. Um, uh, lots of points. And it was just, it, you know, we definitely touched on some of them here, but... Uh, there's just no way for us to just kind of like pick and choose like, okay, which which ones of your points are we going to talk about specifically? So I just really wanted to say like, thanks for writing in, Laura. We do appreciate it. And Laura, if we ever do a retrial of Faith, perhaps the end of season four, like a little mini retrial, that's because she uh, like, Laura, you went out of your way to sentence her yourself. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I agree with a lot of your points about Faith after season three. And I think that we could bring them up in a later episode. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Prophecy Girls. 
If you want and can afford to donate, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash prophecygirls for one-time and monthly options. We appreciate all of your support, even if it's just spreading the word about us or enjoying our show week by week. We also invite you to join in the discussion by messaging us on our social media channels. Follow us at Prophecy Girls Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, and prophecy underscore girls on Twitter. You can also reach out to our email at prophecygirlspodcast at gmail.com or visit our website, prophecygirls.ca. See you next week. Bye.